What's up, everybody, man? Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of TDM Talk. I'm your host, David, of Them Damn Mexicans. Make sure you like, comment, share, and subscribe to the channel. And on all uh, streaming platforms, you know, we got great content that we've been putting out. Today, we have two very special guests in the building. And a very special episode that I'm excited about. Today, we have my brother from another long time coming. Uh, we've been talking about doing an interview. My boy, DJ Too Deep. He is the DJ at Mr. A's on Hood Night. Uh, for many, many years now, and he's also the first DJ to DJ in Africa. Uh, so we want to welcome him. And then, and our and our second guest is my boy DJ Obedient. He is the official TDM DJ, the DJ for Teddy Tuesday podcast, Houston Whips, and Extreme Off Road Performance. Welcome, guys. Appreciate y'all coming. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, it's, so you can you talk now. you the one that got the Houston Whip job. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, trying to do some content for them, man. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the first time we actually went out to uh, to see you was at one of the events, right, that, yeah. that he did uh, right there on 45 and uh, West Road. Yeah. And that was live because I had never been to an actual car meet. So I was like, man, this is – I didn't know what the, what it – everything that was going on. Yeah, I, I actually like, pulled up on him by accident. We was working with this uh, – um, with this party bus, mm-hmm. remember we was doing okay. the, remember we was doing the Christmas thing, yeah, the yeah, party yeah. bus, and so we happened to pull up in the lot, and they was all there, and so I got some content while I was there, and I was like, well, yeah, you know, we can. It's, yeah, for sure. It's crazy because uh, we pulled up. Like, I've driven by there several times, and I don't know if you were DJing at the time, but I've driven by 45 going back uh, to the house or wherever I was going. And I'd always see something. I never knew what it was, though, until the day I went. I said, this is what they be doing out here. I was like, okay, okay. Yeah, there's a lot of space out there, man. Yeah, it was a detailed garage. Uh, what they do is they actually sell products for vehicles to be able to wash clean and all that. And then they like to do that because there's a lot of car enthusiasts that go up there. And okay. then uh, they just put on a show, man. They get vendors out there. And I've been uh, able to do that for a couple of years now. It's been about three, four years. Oh, that's dope. Houston Wish, like, first started as a car page. And... A bunch of other different car pages, but I've been, you know, able to do a lot of uh, car meets, man. Met a lot of people, seen a lot of people doing stuff like that. That's dope. That's dope. Well, I just want to say that I appreciate what you guys do. And, and part of why I wanted to do this interview was to talk about the importance of the DJ, the the role that you guys play. And, you know, I don't know if there's like a debate of do they still matter or do they not. To me, I'll always say they'll always matter because you guys break records. And we'll get into that in a minute about breaking records because uh, I know especially with you, you, you your track uh, record of breaking records is, um, you know, it's uh, almost second to none, you know, and, and I don't think you get your flowers like I, I would, at least that I would like to see, you know. Uh, so I'm going I'm to start with you. Uh, we met through Soundways, for those that don't know, it was a place that sold CDs. Uh, CDs are compact discs that had music on it. You know, Google it. You know, you, uh, he's coming to the yeah. museum and see a CD player. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. For those that don't know, some of your cars might still have a CD player, but yeah. So we met through there, and believe it or not, I used to set up uh, rap hip hop battles. Like he'd come in, and and you know, or somebody would come in and be gassed and oh, I'm, I'm i'm a dope rapper i'll go at it with anybody bro and i don't even know why people would come in there and say that which was i thought was weird <laughs> but i was like you know what i got somebody that 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 you know i can call you can battle like right now and, and we talked about this before about how dope it would have been to have recorded that oh, man. footage He's because right now yeah <laughs> man some legendary stuff so i would call him up be like hey this dude here talking that, that hey, i'm on my way and i don't know what he'd be doing but he'd show up within a few minutes and, and they battle right there in the store like like you know um 
Yeah, uh, 19 and 1 in some ways. 19 and 1, yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about, uh, I guess, a, a brief 19 history of. And um, 1. So, so when I met you, how long were you DJing uh, prior to that? When you first met, yeah. When I first met you, how long? I wasn't a DJ. You weren't a DJ then. No, no. Okay, okay. I was just uh, because I remember you coming there shopping for vinyl, and and you know, so I I assumed. I guess I assumed he was a DJ. No, I just love music. Yeah, like uh, I kind of stumbled on Soundways when I was doing Driver's Ed. Uh, They used to have a a place you could do Driver's Ed inside Northline Mall. Yeah, that's also a piece of Houston history. Google that. Yeah, but uh. When I used to have uh, uh, Driver's Ed in uh, okay. in Northline Mall and Soundwaves right next to it. Yeah. So whenever we would have a break in class, I would walk over to Soundwaves. The thing about me is I come from music. My mama used to be a performer, and she collected a lot of music. So before I had my own music, I had my mama's music. So I was already, you know, into music anyway. And then having Soundwaves right there, I started going. And then when it moved across the street, I kind of kept that going. I used to, as you know already, I used to live in Soundwaves. I'd be in there so much. People be asking me, hey, where can I find yeah. this CD? And I'm like, I don't work here. They, they just knew I worked there because I was in there all the time. That's how I got the job working at Soundwaves. <laughs> I would be up there so much. I would actually sell them CDs because I had, um, I would have, uh, shout out to, uh, uh, my, uh, I, I haven't talked or seen them in a long time, but uh, I remember it was Jimmy and, and his brother, they own In Your Face Fashions mm-hmm. over there on Veterans, and uh, um, it was on Veterans and something, I can't remember, but I used to get the East Coast mixtape, DJ yeah. Clue, K Slay, you know, all that stuff from way out there, and I would go over there and sell it to that, those guys, they'd be like, man, where you get this at, because we didn't, we didn't have that over there, so... Yeah. But anyway, um, so when did you start, DJ, when did you start DJing? Um, 21 years ago. 21 years ago? Yeah, 21, 21, 22 years ago, uh, like, as far as just starting, but as yeah. far as, like, professionally, yeah. like, 21 years ago, and that kind of happened... I was about to say, how did you get in? How did you, what made you mm. get into Oh, that's an interesting yeah. story. Well, uh, <laughs> so, basically, what it was is, like, when you, from the time you knew me and all of that, I was mm. really seriously trying to, you know, do the rap stuff. Yeah. And when you're, uh, trying to be an artist... Especially at that time, it's expensive. Because, you know, right. right now, $500, 1000 you can buy these equipment, record at home, go over here, yep. get this little mixing master app. Back then, Sugar Hill Studios, $100 an hour. Yeah. That's just the recording. That ain't mixing, that ain't mastering, that ain't artwork, that ain't nothing. There's so, very few studios available like that. <clears throat> yeah, so it was like, how I'm going to pay for this and how to time to move around. So, uh... What ended up happening is I start, I got in the streets. I started selling drugs. And so uh, after doing that for so long, and then ended up getting a case, and, and somebody snitched on me. I caught my first case Damn. and all that, and I was like, I got to do something different because I'm going to end up going to jail. I'm going to end up killing somebody and going to jail. Yeah. So it was like, I got to figure out something else to do. I already had... Like three dresser drawers full of CDs from Soundwave. <laughs> so yeah. it was like... You know, I'm going to guess I'm going to start, you know, trying to dabble in the DJing. So it was a little hole-in-the-wall spot in my neighborhood that I used to hustle across the street from. I'd go in there, play two. They jukebox broke. I'd go in there, play two or three songs, come back out, hit my lick, go back in, <laughs> two or three songs, come out, get some more money. And I was doing it like that. And then a lot of the dudes that I knew from the streets who was doing different stuff started booking me to DJ their parties. Mm. That's how I got the dope man's favorite DJ. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because back then, all my clients was D-Boys. Yeah. 
So, I bet they was paying good too. Oh man, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I we actually well, I used to actually manage one song. Yeah, I used to actually manage a couple of guys who were DJing. We'd book them house parties, uh, quinceañeras, whatever you know, and, mm-hmm. and I would get like a little fee from it, but. Yeah, the guys in the hood, like, how much? And, like, all right, it's going to be this much. Oh, yeah, I got, you know, it, it was like nothing. You know, I was like, damn. Yeah, like, so, but anyway. Yeah, so I just kept doing that. And then uh, from there, um, I DJ one of my people parties. Shout out to the homie Joe Baby, Fifth Ward, you know what I'm talking about? So um, I was doing one of his birthday parties, and he happened to hire one of the uh, bartenders from Miss A's to do it. So... That bartender went back to the owner of Miss A's and told him about me. I came over there, I did a couple of nights. Uh, him and uh, uh, the DJ he had before ended up parting ways, mm-hmm. so the door opened for me to come in, and then a couple of years later, hood night started. Mm-hmm. But that's also how I ended up uh, kind of being a part of the uh, revolution, evolution of Zydeco, too, because... Uh, as far as like having rap on Zydeco, that's pretty much me and Jay Paul's blueprint. Yeah, shout out Jay Paul, man. Yeah, yeah. so like, like he had a couple of rappers that he had on songs before, but it never really like stuck. Yeah. Because they was trying to rap like how they would rap, I guess, on their albums or yeah. whatever on a Zydeco song. Yeah, and it nah, didn't it wouldn't work. Yeah. But what happened is he was performing Miss A's on Fridays. Okay. So I knew his uh, his brother, uh, R.I.P. to Flip. He would bring his brother up to flip to freestyle. You know, he would do the yeah. what we do. I'm gonna come die, such, such, <laughs> yeah, this, yeah, that, yeah, whatever, right? But then I don't know how. I guess uh, Flip told him about me, so I ended up getting on the mic at the club, and people started liking it. So he started doing it kind of regular, and from there I ended up on like three or four songs on uh, different J. Paul projects. So okay. everybody you hear from, like, haters and all of that stuff, that whole blueprint come from me and Paul. Man, that's dope. That's dope. See, it's a... Uh, uh, that, that's why I like when when I bring guests on. Like, I like to get a little bit of the history because people don't know what it took early on to get to where you're at. People think you just kind of came out of nowhere. It's like, no, nah, I was... Even with myself, with the brand, like, we were around 14 years ago. You know, we just took like a long break, you know, so I'm going to jump over to my man, DJ Obedient. Tell us how how long you've been DJing. Man, I started like officially back in like 2014, man. So it's been about like nine years. Okay. But before that, I was just, you know, doing like not nothing major, man. It started out as me, like you say, having CDs, man. I used mm-hmm. to always, I was always about music. I like music back yeah. in high school. We used to do some freestyle in school and stuff like that. And he used to hang out. We're going to get a freestyle session from you guys today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I like that. Ike, I ain't tripping. Look, shout out to Amazing Ike in the building. Ike said he want all the smoke, so I don't know. We'll see. But that's kind of, that's kind of how it happened, man. I used to come out to the parties, man. I'm a homeboys, and everybody would invite me out. Hey, man, put on something, man, because I used to always, man, just have the hits, you know, line wire. Burn yeah, all the music. Man, that line, that line wire made me some money allegedly. Yeah. Oh man, yeah. you. For real. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it was, man. I mean, I had a big stack of CDs, and so I'd be like, man, I put on the hits, man, and everybody be jumping and you know, crunk to it. And then it was like, man, hey, uh, so I got a party, man. See, you want to come out and DJ? So it originally started off like on two phones, man. I was just doing it on phones, you know. Then I, then it came out the phones after the CDs and. Then after that, man, somebody like, man, you should take it kind of serious, man. You know, you always rocking, man. You got yeah. people jumping, vibing, dancing the whole time. Yeah. The time. 
So I, bought, I went and bought a, my, my friend little mixer, uh, mixer. It was a Newmark. Man, I think it was like 120. And I had just got one speaker, man. It was a uh, it was a Mackie Thump, a 15. And so I started playing with it at home, yeah. watching YouTube, stuff like that, man. I was like, man, we'll do it. And then I went and did the party, man, and it just went from there on, man. Yeah. Everybody, every, everywhere I would go, everybody was like, hey, man, can you come DJ my party? Can you come DJ this? Can you come DJ that? I like, man, I'll go do it. And then just over the years, it started getting better and better. And um, just grinding, man. It was it was always, I never had an issue talking to people. Yeah. So, like, networking was always been, like, like easy for me. I'm glad you said that because when when I started doing my own events, you know, we, we, we actually, the DJ we were using, we met him through someone else, like, at another event, right? And it was like, hey, he was cool, but he didn't really talk on the mic. You know, he didn't really interact. He just really just played music. And I was like, nah, I got to have something different, you know. And uh, I remember I actually met you because of uh, Adrian Angelo. Because oh, I think yeah, he told me that, it. yeah, that you were the DJ for, was it him or was it the the, the World Rejects or was it just him? No, nah, it was or? actually because I did a lot of uh, Christian hip hop. So yeah. So I did a lot of that, like a lot of big names um, that I was uh, DJing for. Okay. And then the World Rejects was one of them. I did a couple of events, man, at a couple of different churches, and they were one of the parts of groups that were there. So ever since then, me and Adrian had kicked it all the time. Um, they knew some of the people that I talked to. And, and <coughs> it just went from there. And then one time he needed a DJ. He was going to do a show. I forgot what show it was, but he called me up. He hit me up. He like, hey, man, I need you to come. And was it the last one y'all did? Nah, man, there was there was one before that. Oh, uh, oh, it was called the the ultimate event. Okay, it was a car. It was actually Slim Thug was a headliner that day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's well. That's the last one I remember him uh, seeing him. No, do. the other one was at uh, White Oaks. Oh yeah, you're uh, right. You're right at White Oaks Music Hall yeah, for the Crash Landing event. Yeah, that yeah, one. yeah, yeah. So that that I think that was the last one. But the first one, I think, and, and we had already done some stuff before. But the, the the big one was that one, and he was like, "Man, I want to bring you on because." You know, I know what you can do. And they had another DJ there or something like that. But then I ended up talking to the guy. He connected me to that guy. And then that guy ended up uh, booking me for the whole event. And, I mean, the whole event was, like, almost 10 hours. Oh. You know what I mean? Like, it yeah. was from, from, like, I think 10 to, like, 6, something like that. Car, 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 me, car showed. And I was like, man, I'll do it. You know, I'll do it. And then, man, he did his set. It was live. And then slipped up. Came. He brought his, uh, he brought his DJ on. Um, what's his name? Slim Thug's official DJ. Sam. Uh, young Rogers, Sam. Yeah, Sam. 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 So he brought Young shout Sam. Shout out Young Sam. Yeah, yeah shout, shout out Young out Sam. And, and that's why I met Young Sam. So ever since then, I started kicking it with Sam. And so it's just it's just been just just be, being uh, at the right place at the right yeah. time with the right people. Yeah. That's all it is, man. Because when I saw, um, actually, when you told me about that, I, I think we did the thing with the CCN Network. Um, yeah. What was it? It was something else they were called, but the the that show, festival. That, yeah, the yeah. festival that we were all at. Yeah, we were all at that one. Uh, that was my first time meeting Sam. I had never met him, but I already, I knew of Sam because of you. Yeah. Uh, and that was my first time meeting him. But you know, definitely respect what you guys do, bro. Because y'all like, and that again, so we we can I guess tackle a little bit of the importance of the DJ role. Like, like, do y'all feel that y'all still play a role? In today's the way today is because I think people are like oh you can just put it on TikTok and you know it'll it'll blow up you know <laughs> like people say that you know and it's like ah uh, you know it's, it's debatable but I still think you guys who do because I'll tell you this when I'm at an event and I hear you guys play something I'll be like damn what's that 
Matter of fact, at that festival, you played a song by Young Blue and Chris Brown, the mm-hmm. the uh, the baddest. Yeah, I didn't know what that was, but I I liked it. I was like, yeah, I like. I was I did the you know what's the what's the name of the song Siri, and they pulled it up for me. Yeah, because uh, I didn't want to be like, hey, what's that song, bro? Because when y'all y'all mode, I know y'all y'all like the. You know, DJ No Request. I forgot there was some movie where like the guy's name was DJ No Request. Uh, Frank Robertson. Uh, <laughs> we were just talking about that. Uh, shout out to DJ No Request. Yeah, it means that's what exactly what it means. Don't not come up here asking. So what? What do you? What's your take on that? I'll ask both of you guys, and however you wanna you wanna go first uh, uh, as far as the importance. Well, I think um, I think people who who feel like. The DJ has lost importance. Don't really understand how yeah. the mechanics of this whole thing work. Um, from the very beginning, the DJ has been all important, especially as it pertains to hip hop and rap. Like, yeah, without the DJ, that's kind of like the foundation of everything else that was built on top of it. Come from DJing, and beyond that, like even even though we have all these modern approaches to the music, some people take off from from TikTok. But in most cases, if you was to put, let's say, 100 people who blew up off of TikTok, uh, 99 of them don't last. Yeah. But the ones that got, got here via the DJs last because the DJ is still playing music. So if I was to use a person, like by example, a person like B-King, like having the DJs having your back lasts longer and it's more profitable than just having TikTok. Yeah. And even when it comes to like the playlists and all of that, the rap caviars and these other different playlists, mm-hmm. they got thousands of songs on the playlist. Which, who makes you say out of all them songs, the one I need to focus on? Yeah. The DJs. Yeah. So it's still viable and it's still uh, uh, relevant. And I don't, at least in the hip hop space, I don't see that changing anytime soon because. Yeah. It's too ingrained in the culture to be able to say, yeah, we can do it without them. Yeah. That's almost like saying you don't need, um, you got to have all the elements of hip hop. Hip hop is still what it is because of that. Because I talked about the the mixtapes, the, 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 you know, DJ Clues, the Who Kids. That's what they did. They broke records. I mean, I heard a story, uh, DJ Who Kid is a DJ. Yeah, yeah. I I remember being uh, yeah being being so excited about like when uh when Michael Watt started coming up because it's like on the north side it was like you oh, know man. you know the, the, you know that that whole thing but that was that that was a, a dope time but those guys when they dropped mixtapes they would break a record you know and uh, I was gonna talk about the story DJ Hookah said he got kidnapped by Terror Squad and them by by I Big Fat Joe and Pun yeah. and them they kidnapped and <laughs> threw him in a van because he played a song that wasn't out yet he I don't know how he got it you know because. He'd go by the bootleg king, but you know the, the DJs did what they could to have the exclusive on on the on a mixtape, and they put it out. And uh, so, uh, those risks that DJs take to play to break a record, you know, you can make or break a record. I think, you know. So, but uh, I'm gonna let you go ahead and give us your your take on that. Yeah, I mean, I, definitely, definitely, a DJ is definitely needed, man. Um, not just for to to break a record or anything like that, but for an artist. Yeah. You know, when an artist is on stage, what do you see behind them all the time on stage? Yeah. It's a DJ like and, and that's been since the beginning of hip hop. Yeah. You know, it's like even the view, like how you gonna sit there and be at a show, how's it gonna look to you if you just see an artist up to perform but you don't see a DJ being able to stop, cut, being able to do what the artist needs him to do at at certain points of his song. You know, sometimes he might need you to cut the song off. Sometimes he might need you to to, to spin it back, you know, whatever it is. 
what, what else is going to do that besides a DJ? Yeah. What, what else can do that? That shows. Like, even, like, I'm going to tell you uh, the one of the more recent examples of how important a DJ is was when I saw the verses with uh, Dipset and, and the locks. locks. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, locks did their thing. Jadakiss yeah. definitely did his thing. But that DJ yeah. was doing his thing yeah. in the back, bro. At the same time, it was like, and I couldn't see, like, them having some pre-made kind of playlist yeah. playing that would have <coughs> been able to execute that. Actually, I even seen an interview with Sauce Walker one time. Shout out to Sauce Walker. Yeah. Um, seen an interview with him and he was talking about how DJs are still important like he's even been to strip clubs where they tried to have you know they got them programs where it'll, it'll blend the songs together yeah, automatic yeah. and all of that but it don't have that same feeling as a person who can like read the crowd and yeah. say yeah I know we supposed to be playing the G's and the this and that but they, it looks like they'll mess with this let me throw this in yeah. you can't get that from a program you gotta have a human being yep because once the program is set man you can't change that so if they not rocking with it what you gonna do you can't just go in there and say man let me flip the script and put this song in or put this artist in because it's already programmed but like you guys and I've seen you both in action and I see how y'all react and crowd interaction and, and uh, the talking and you know that's dope to me. You got to have that. You got to bring people's attention because a lot of times, what are people doing now in the club? They're on Snapchat, on, you know, Instagram Live. They're not really, but you guys playing the music. Like, hey, get, get off the phone and get on the dance floor, you know. Bro, I be messing with people all the time in the club. I be like, like, I'll find somebody in the club. Like, say, say Ike was in there. I'll be like, hey, Ike. I got this idea, man. I'm finna start charging ten dollars people to look at their phone. What you think? You think it's gonna work? <laughs> and then and then he'll be looking like, what you talking about? And I'll be like, well, try to put his phone in his pocket. What are you like, talking about? I'll be like, it's kind of working right now because I mean, look around. Same thing happened to me last night. Uh, the crowd was kind of like it, it was a private event. It was a birthday party. Yeah. The crowd was kind of like holding back on trying to come out and dance. Before I got there, they had a Bluetooth speaker, and she was playing like. Uh, Oh, something man. on Spotify, something like that. While I was while I was saying no, once I was done saying no, I, you know, I introduced, I did everything. And I was having a crowd, and I was like, man, I cut, the, I, I just spent it off, and I turned it down. I said, man, y'all not here to sit down. I said, y'all here to celebrate. You know, her name was Maria. I was like, y'all here to celebrate her birthday. You know, y'all need to make some noise. Or if anything, what I can do, I can just unpack it. Y'all go back to the Bluetooth. Speaker. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's that simple. Yeah. But y'all got me here now, man. We about to get into it. Yeah. So then after that, I dropped, you know, a hot song, and then and then everybody just started vibing. But it's just like that's something that if you put something on on, on play or repeat, like Spotify has that where you can just where it transitions into the next yeah. song. Yeah. yeah if you put that, how, how in the world are you gonna how, how's that gonna happen? You know, it just can't happen. You, you need a DJ, even if you had an MC out there that's gonna talk. You know, even just just when even a, a, a artist. A, it's like, hey, drop that song. You know, or what they're saying goes with the music mm -hmm. as the DJ's gonna drop it. Man, that amps up the crowd. Like, yeah. man, the crowd just gets, that gets live, man. It just, every, it's, it's a good combination mm -hmm. that will never go. It's like a burger and fries. Mm -hmm. You know, it's mm -hmm. never gonna go just a burger, but you, you got the fries and the shake, and it's just, got it's the just fries and it's, it's, it's all about the energy, and, yeah. and, and a machine can't. There's no emotion because there's no emotion behind it. You gotta have, you gotta, soul, man. you gotta bring out that emotion. That that uh, it's no different than like performing on stage as an artist. It's all about like when you give out a certain energy, it it comes back a certain kind yeah. of way. You can't yeah. get that from just machinery. What's the best part of of when you're DJing? No matter where you're, where a club, whether it's a, a private event or whatever. What to you? What's the best part? 
what do you get the most? Like, um, were you were you sitting there, you're DJing, you're looking out to the crowd, and you're like, this is ill, like this was dope. Like, what to you? What that? What is that? Just just having people enjoy themselves and 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 um, get away from the issues they might have that day because you mm. played their favorite song. Like a lot of times when people come to uh, places like Hood Night and Mr. A, shout out to Mr. Ashley and other different places. Like you don't know what's going on in their life before or after they leave the club. Some people going home to a house with no lights on. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. So it's like, or that gas tank might be on E, but they they <laughs> drove to get there. So that they can have a good time and escape that's the fact release. that yeah that's they release that's they I music can go back and such, fight the world because I had this time over here where I was away from all of that and was able to focus on you know just just having a good time and I know with, with me personally I'm I'm real big on God and so yeah. a lot of times the music the DJing is just my way to get to the people to be able to inject introduce talk about motivate people to to think about and move in the direction of god i, you, I do that you, all the time music is spiritual like yeah, it very really much is so. it's it's some, there's a lot of emotion behind um a lot of the songs that some you know artists portray um some stronger than others you know i, I could think of uh there's a track um i want to say it was betty wright that was on it um uh, was it a was it a kanye track or was it a the Khaled track one of them where she was singing like acapella and i was just like this is so dope, you know. It was like it, the emotion. You, you wouldn't think that on one of their albums you would hear something like that, but to hear that, I was like, "Yeah, this was live." Um, what about for you, man? For me, it's it's basically almost the same thing. Just to be able to know that I can be out there at that time and help somebody through 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 that, like like enjoy themselves. Like when I when when I interact with the crowd, man, they interact back with me. It's just the energy that I feel, man. Sometimes I get like chills just, 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 just from the people. Like, yeah. man, Thursday I, I did that at the George R. Brown. Man, they had a big stage, man, everything, and being out there with the crowd, and and then I had I had I had this 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 boy. I, I don't know how old he was, but the the cop flashed me that he wanted to come backstage to uh for me to sign something for me to give him an autograph. And, man. And uh, when he did that, I was like, yeah, man, let him come through. And when he came back, he, he's like, man. I'm really a fan, man. Thank, thank you for doing this. Like, man, like, like just being able to see that that that. And, and I told him, I was like, man. He said he wanted to be on stage. I was like, man, I just can't because of liability and stuff like that. But I was like, man, don't ever let nobody tell you what what you can and cannot do. I said, so you can one day probably be on the stage. Just just keep doing it. But being able to to, to know that I touch people like that and being able to to know that they they actually you know are fans but not fans but. Sometimes it's bigger than that. It's, 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 we, we build like a relationship because once we're all in there and they're vibing to, to what I'm playing and to and, and responding back to me, it's like we're one. We're all one. It's yeah. like it's like unity because yeah. you see all colors in there. You, you see everybody and you see, you don't see like you, you see everybody vibing to the same thing. And for for one minute, for an hour, for two three hours, that it might be, we're all one. Yeah. You know, we're all one. And, and it doesn't matter where you're at either because we we talk about. Uh, where you DJ it on Mondays, you know that's um, that's in the heart of the hood, you know hood night. But as far as I know, it's always a good time, and yeah. it's on a Monday night. You don't hear of nobody, uh, you know nothing just crazy happening. So like that lets you know that whatever's going on there is a good thing. Mm-hmm. It's a positive thing, and music brings people together, bro. Yeah. Like I really believe that, you know. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in it, bro. Like like that's part of the whole thing with 
my like going to 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 Ghana and going to Africa and all that's like that's part of the formula of my purpose in that process because what I learned is like <clears throat> if we listening to the same music we could be from different spaces of cultures or mindsets yeah, or whatever but if we listen sure. to the same music we can connect on that music on that, yeah. we can have you know a, a conversation and get understanding between both sides yeah like I mean I tell people all the time. If Paul Wall didn't rap, would you know who he is? Yeah. You probably wouldn't even know yeah. who he is. And, and it's like, because of that, you got a, a different perspective, a different background, a different uh, ideology than maybe you might have. And it's like, you might, if you a person that came from all white people or certain whatever, whatever, he's living proof that it ain't the case. But if he didn't rap, you wouldn't even know that he is an example of not that thing that you think white people should be or whatever. That's like when people tell you know we talk music and 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 people bring up street military or oh, K man. Reno and I'm like, man, what One you know about K- that? Yeah, salute, salute to the OG <laughs> man. Yeah, man, and uh, you know uh, that. And it, I mean, we may not even agree on nothing else, but street military is jamming. You know what I mean? It's like that's this. Uh, we're, that was cassette tapes. For those that don't know, cassette tapes are just Google it. You know, I've said that just Google it. You you know what it is. What's the, the the biggest compliment you've received after an event or, or a party or after you just DJing? What to you was what someone said to you? Kind of like the story that you mentioned, uh, something like that. Because I've seen DJ friends of mine, they'll post after an event like, oh man, they'll send like a they'll screenshot the text that whoever threw the party, and it's like a long paragraph like, oh man, you know you whatever. So what? Man, I mean. Uh... Besides that, it's been like just, and I, and I get a lot of feedback all the time. Really, it's, it hasn't been, most of my gigs haven't been from like promotion and stuff like that. It's just been from word of mouth. Yeah. And I guess like you can say the way you think about me and the way you, you heard about me and when you see me and the same reaction you get, I get that a lot. You know, mm-hmm. and I just get people like that and send me DMs like after a show and event. It's like, hey, man, you really like that, man. Thank you for coming out. Thank you. And and that's how a lot of these relationships have been built, just because, like... Ain't nothing like that word of mouth, though. Like, yeah. I mean, when people just, hey, man, that dude, you know, um, uh, both of you have come to our event. You know, you, you came to my first Embrace the Culture and, and spit a freestyle and, and spoke a little bit of, of how we met for the crowd, which is dope. And then you came to the Toy Drive. Uh, and this is, you know... You guys didn't have to do that, but you did, and that's why I rock with you guys, and that's why I wanted to give you guys a platform to talk about that, man, because I think that the... the I actually don't know of anybody who's interviewed any DJs, like, and I watch a lot of podcasts, but to actually have DJs and talk about the importance of the role that you guys play, like, you going to Ghana, like, that's crazy. Like, you know, I would never have thought, you know, something like that, like, that's dope. Uh, and then, like I said, I've seen you both in action, like live, and I'm just like, yeah, yeah, this is. And one of the best parts of that whole thing is that Hood Night paid for half of that. Wow! Like, um, I did, um, I did this fundraiser when uh, when uh, Wicked Cricket was sick. Uh, R.P. to the OG Wicked yeah. Cricket, by the way. I did this for the first time. Uh, call it uh, a tip the DJ okay. uh, benefit, and it was basically kind of set up in a way to where it, like you tip all these DJs, and we put all the tips together, and we put that towards you know his situation or whatever. Yeah, I did it for the second time for the Ghana trip, and so 
between the money I had myself, because when I got set up to do the trip, I didn't even know how I was going to be able to pay to go, you know, because that ain't like right down the street. No, 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 at all. <laughs> so it's like, it's like I just was trusting God to to open it. I just said, yeah, I'm going. I'm going on this date. And people was asking me, well, you know, what's this, what's this? I don't know. I have no, I, I ain't had no passport, nothing. Mm. So um, in the process, I had a certain amount of money, but I wasn't balling. Yeah. So then uh, uh, R.I.P. the OG Boogaloo. Uh, he's one of the first people to kind of get behind uh, Young Martez and yeah, KBS yeah. and stuff like yeah, that. He Martez. put up eight hundred for the trip. Mm. Didn't ask for nothing back. Yeah, uh, and then the rest came from the crowd, from my audience. They and then I would go to different events. I go to a trade event. Shout out to Trade the Truth. Go to his event. People backstage. Oh man, I hear you going to Ghana. Here, I got some for you. That's yeah. what that's so love. that's how I ended up going, and then I spent two weeks out there. I met their version of DJ Screw while oh, I was really? out there. So yeah, they got a um, a subgenre of of uh, rap called Ghana Life, okay. and it is a combination of the Ghanaian music and what they call uh, 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 hip hop. So they call it like hip life. Okay, okay. And uh, it's basically like a, a, a infusion of their music along with hip hop. And hip-hop the guy that kind of that kind of perpetuated that. I met him while I was out there. So, like, compliments. I've gotten I love you a million times. Uh, <laughs> I've gotten... Uh, Wait, but they love you in what kind of way? Like, <laughs> like a, Man, different uh, stuff, Look, bro, different, man. different, different. I can tell you some stories. <laughs> different stokes for different folks, huh? Uh, you a legend. I've got that before. Yeah. Um, I get OG a lot. I take yeah. that as a compliment yeah. because I could be dead right now. Yeah. <laughs> um... Um, uh, God bless you. I've got that a lot. Um, I've, I'm an unofficial member of a couple families. That's probably the biggest okay. compliment because there's certain people who like, man, you like our cousin. You do all our events, this yeah. and that. And I make jokes with them. Man, I ain't got my family reunion shirt yet. Nah, all that bro, kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, that's probably the biggest compliment. People consider you part of their family. Like that's a big deal to me because. Yeah, because that's important, man. Like, family, uh, like, I don't just call anybody family. You know? like, like so that. if I say you my brother, you really, like, I really consider you my brother. Like, you know, I'm not, I don't say that as a cliche. I say, like, nah, you, I rock with yeah. you, the, you know, for the longest, man. And uh, although you and I haven't known each other long, you've been A1 with me, you know. And, and uh, we did, um, you know, we did that one event together, and that was dope. Uh, and then we're going to do Embrace the Culture 4 together. Uh, so that'll be the first time we actually do something, you know, uh, uh, collectively at September 16th at Spindle Tap Brewery. Don't forget, I'm, y'all going to be seeing it, man. I'm, I'm I'm really pushing it. We got a lot of performances uh, at Spindle Tap Brewery right there. It's not far right there on uh, Hirsch. Hirsch and um, Little, York. Little York. Yeah. 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 Look, I've heard of Spindle Tap Brewery, <laughs> but I had no idea where it was until I went to. That's where I met uh, uh, Gabriel right here from uh, uh on it brewery podcast man shout out to them for allowing us to be here but that's where i met him it was a listening party for an artist uh ab raps and i was like bro this is right down it's like this i'm on 45 in little york like this is i just drive down little york to get over here and um so shout out to bad child he made it happen to where i can get the venue and and uh so we're excited man and uh you know we have a, a slew of performances you know surprises and vendors and you know so y'all come out um but who were some of you guys' inspirations growing up? Like, I, mean, I don't say growing up, but in the DJing aspect, like, like you know, like, I, although I'm not a DJ, but DJ Jazzy Jeff, to me, was yeah. 
Yeah. Like, yeah, that's off top. <laughs> yeah. That's off top. <laughs> he was like the truth, or it still yeah. is. Like, I still you, see him out there. If you're a DJ and you, don't, and you don't admire Jazz Jeff, something wrong with you. I was a DJ. You got to be like 23 or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Amazing Night. No. <laughs> um, but I grew up on that because of Fresh Prince and you know, DJ Jazz Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Yeah. You know, I remember... Uh, shout out to Columbia. They would have the get the eleven cassette tapes for a penny. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you, man. And I still owe them. I think you know, I'll pay y'all soon. So next next payday. Nah, that was years ago. That was cassette tapes too. At yeah. That. Um, but you know, uh, DJs favorite DJs. Uh, with me, it'll be uh, 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 Walter D. Definitely one of those. Okay. Uh, Daryl Scott before him. Okay. Um, definitely DJ Screw. Yeah. My OG DJ Chill. Definitely. Um, DJ Chill, man. Uh, Wicked Cricket, because he the blueprint. He the first DJ and MC of the city. Yeah. Um, let me see. Uh, trying to think, because I don't leave nobody out. Definitely Run C. Yeah. Um, somebody I'm thinking of right now. Can't think of his name. It's gonna come to me though. Okay, uh, Young Sam as well. Um, having a, a partner like that to work with and vibe with and kind of bounce ideas yeah. off of and 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 the friendly competition that you have, you know, with your brother and all of that. Yeah, yeah, and no kind doubt. of push you to be better and, and try stuff and do different things. So yeah, that I would say them people off of the top. Okay. I say just about most of the ones he mentioned. Like in Houston, really, I've always been about, um, grew up on just on like a lot of Houston music and Houston DJs. Really, like out of town. Mm-hmm. Like I just, it's just, just I don't know, I don't know why, but it's just been really like a, a lot of the like DJ screw that he mentioned. You know, even now, like new DJs that I that I've met and come around is like Yams. He's uh, with 97. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we are doing Terry Tuesday with DJ Drummer Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them, them boys got a lot of skills, man. And just being able to rock next to them and seeing um, where where they come from and what they're doing. So it's like just growing up on them. And those are kind of some of the same favorites uh, DJs. No, nah, that's dope, man. That's dope. I remember seeing a, a battle some years oh, ago. Oh, hold on. I forgot. Oh, Jazzy Red. Jazzy Red. Jazzy Red. Got okay. a shot to Jazzy Red. Started out doing hood night with, with him. And he he's very much a, a in his DJ space, he's a showman. So it's like, like he kind of, I already kind of had that aspect in me from being on stage rapping and stuff like that. But standing on side of him in the booth and watching him do his thing kind of to a degree, gave me the license to say, "Oh, we can do that with this." Okay, yeah. bet you ain't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So yeah, like, definitely shout out to him, man. And don't know, people don't don't really give him his flowers a lot. So I try to make a point to to mention him as much as possible because when you think about the fabric of the city, a lot of times he's not mentioned, but he's yeah. very much so important. The first rapper really out the city to have a record on a, on a major label. So like, the shout out to him definitely. Yeah, man. Uh, is is the statement true? Like in hip hop, we don't really give the OGs their flowers like like we like most other genres of music. Do y'all think that's true? Yeah, to a degree, but I think that that's something that can be fixed in one generation. Really. Yeah, because one of the things that I tell artists all the time is don't wait until you are old school to say respect the old school. 
you got to already be like, if you respect the OGs, you kind of teach your audience to respect the OGs. Yeah, yeah. So when you become an OG, you kind of fall into that respect because you train them to understand, like, before there was a me, there was this. And without this, there might not be a me. But a lot of times when you carry yourself, like, if it's old, it's wet. Then when you get older, then guess what ends up happening? Be wet. In in the mindset of these people, you told us old is whack. You old now, so guess so what? Now you whack. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, what? Yeah, I mean, my thought is the same thing too, man. I see a lot of uh, just for example, like SUC artists. There's still some SUC artists that are still alive, but they don't give them their flowers or give them as much as the artists that have passed away, you know, shout out and the R.P. to all those that passed away, but I see that a lot, like, even with their own drinks and stuff like that, there's there's a lot of uh, SUC artists that are still, you know, here, but mm-hmm. I don't see them getting as much exposures and, and mess with as much as the artists that have gone, gone. I, whenever I meet someone of that caliber, like, I think uh, the first time I met ESG was at uh, at the toy drive that Hustle, uh, Hustle Town in 97.9 did at yeah, Walmart. Yeah, time for ESG? Yeah, man. man. R.I.P. Big Pokey. Yes, yeah, yeah, no doubt, for sure, man. And uh, I gave ESG his flowers, you know. I was like, I'm, for one, I don't, I don't know if I'll meet him and I'll meet you again, but I made sure to, you know, give him his flowers, man, because, um, you know, I grew up listening to, to him, you know, and... and that whole era, like I always say, '90s was the best of of everything, of every genre of music. From because I, uh, you know, always talk about the the Pox and the Biggies, Nirvanas, and uh, even Tejano music was so big in, 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 for us at that time. The cumbias, I mean, just so much came from the '90s, you know. Um, but of course, you know, the, the precursor that was the '80s, and you know, the music that they had, they started to kind of build from that. But. Um, I, don't, I actually don't, I have no idea where I was going with that one, but, oh, it was giving the people the flowers, you know, the OGs yeah. the flowers, because it's like, a, even though yeah, some people call me an OG, I'm still gonna, even if they're my age or so, I'm still like, yo, I'm gonna give you your flowers, bro, because uh, I feel if you deserve of it, why not? Like, like I think we, a lot of times, act like we're too hard or we're too macho to do that, to kind of get in our feelings a little bit, just to kind of like, hey, bro, thank you for what you've done. Like, I just did with you guys, you know? Um, Man, when I met Cool Herc, bro, that's the first oh, thing I did, bro. Like, yeah, uh, I walked up to him, and, and, and I didn't make it uh, no big deal. I, I walked up to him, shook his hand, yeah. said, thank you for saving my life. Yeah. Walked off. Mm. But I had to do that. I couldn't leave. I couldn't know he was standing right there yeah. and not do that. Because it was like, come on, man. Like, I've been living this shit my whole life, bro. Yeah. I've been in every part of hip hop except the graffiti part. I did all of it from the spinning on your back to yeah. the rapping to the DJing, all of that. Yeah. So, like, to know that he is a, a major architect and a major factor to that happening and knowing where my head was and what was going on in my neighborhood and what I could have been doing. Not saying, you know, that I didn't dabble, but it could have been way worse than that. Yeah, for sure. And to have that outlet to say, when I'm mad, instead of going shoot this nigga, I'm finna write this rap. Mm-hmm. Like, that come from that. I can't, I can't, I'm not built that way to to to, to stunt like that ain't, like that ain't what the the truth is. Yeah, So I, sure. I had to acknowledge it. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. Another one on those is just like SPM. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 know, I know, I know, I know, I know he got, he has a lot. Yeah. That, you know, people still trying to push, but 
I don't think he's gotten his flowers for for the stuff that he's actually done, paved the way for a lot of a lot of Mexicans, a lot of Hispanics, a lot of Latinos in general, you know, in yeah, Houston man. and surrounding areas because he's one of the biggest names that, that really come out of Houston. You know, yeah. and so and his like, voice they, ain't been replaced yet. Yeah, he, he it's it's nobody that has come out to even like being close to him. I mean, I know he recently did an interview talking about the Mexican OT, how you know, he's him. We shout out to OT. Yeah. Yeah, so shout yeah, out, shout out to OT, OT, man. Yeah. Uh, the, the whole crew, man. I I, I met uh, 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 B-Don, you know, we were supposed to lock in and uh, do an interview. Hopefully we get that interview. He's, I see he's doing bigger and bigger. I'm like, oh, wait up. Don't, don't go too far, bro. I got I to gotta get you on. But, man, I, I love to see that, bro. I love to see more of the – I think it's more of the Latinos doing it on a bigger scale than it was ever before. Because back then you had SPM, and then that was pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, but he, he was a – SPM and Kid Frost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the only two I could really just think of, like, off the top of the head that was, like, significantly making an impact. And yeah. wasn't none of them outselling SPM. I like Baby Bash, too, though. Yeah. Yeah, I could say – I, 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 I'll say him. Cypress Hill. Cypress Hill. Uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> DJ Muggs, you know, I mean, you know, they, 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 you know, we, yeah, they, they, they were a big influence on, you know, the, the, the culture. Um, and then just, I always thought they were, man, I didn't know that like one was Cuban and the other guy, you know, it's like, I, but I always looked at them as like they were us because they, they, they did the Spanglish, they did, uh, they got a, a record called Latin Lingo where they talk about that, you know, and then, uh, bro, I met SBM right before. All the legal stuff started. Oh, wow. It was crazy. Uh, I was uh, working at this place called Serb Houston. Okay. And uh, I think I was like 19, bro. Like, So um, part of me working there, they had like a mentorship program where you get to kind of shadow somebody who's working in the field that you want to work in. And of course, even then, I wanted to be in music. Mm-hmm. So I uh, met this, this lady, uh, uh Tiffany Bass, shout out to her. She's, you know, still kicking or whatever. And the first day we went to the SPM compound. Mm. Uh, 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 so went over there, met with him and all of that kind of stuff. Uh, uh, Rashid and all of them. Yeah, met all yeah. of them. He ended up having a meeting. He was talking about stuff that he needed to do and all that. And I suggested. Funny story, bro. So I ended up calling my house from uh, the Dope House compound. And, you know, you had to call IDs back yeah, in the day. Yeah. So I called. My mama answered the phone, right? What you doing at a dope house? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, mama. I'm sure that's what came up. If it was a real dope house, you think it was said on the call ID? Like, <laughs> hey, by the way, I'm at, yeah. You'll see where I'm at. Yeah, and then that that's next funny. day, we went to the Wanna Be a Baller video shoot. Okay. Yeah, so that whole scene where he was like, uh, they caught the guy that was snitching on him and all of that. Yeah. I was there for that whole scene. Oh, wow, wow. Yeah, so. Crazy, man. Shout out to SPM, man. Yeah, he's a cult following. I just did a, an interview with, uh, I was on another podcast Friday night with Road Dogs. Uh, shout out to uh, Roly and uh, Ashley. And I met a guy there who's producing on the new SPM album that's going to, I don't know when it's dropping, but they gave us the little exclusive. He's like, yeah, I got some 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 tracks on there. I was like, oh, that's dope. So I, I didn't even know he was dropping an album. But um, so uh, anyway, I know we kind of got off subject a little bit. So any upcoming DJs or any DJs that are struggling with the craft uh, or deciding whether they want to keep doing it or not, advice? 
Or maybe their advice is... Or, or youngsters that are thinking of, like, you know what, I'm good at the... Uh, give me the ox chord and I'll, you know, I'm good at, you know, they, they tell you that, like, oh, man, you should be a DJ, you know, because you play, you know. What would you say to them? I would say, um, first off, I would say love it. Hmm. And if you don't love it, then then don't don't just do it just because it's the thing to do because it's yeah. a lot of people that's, that's kind of muddy in the market just being placeholders because uh, the girls want to stand by the DJ or whatever the case, so they want to kind of hold that space but they don't really love the art form and it comes across in their performance and and you represent a fraternity to a degree so when you approach DJing like it's just something to do to get girls you kind of mess it up for everybody else who's in it because if they can pay you $50 in a bar tab because you don't even care about getting paid right because you just want to be the one everybody looking at. Yeah. Then they think they can do that to me and it ain't happening. So 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 I would say love it and then like like be become a real student of it. Like anything that yeah. you that you want to be successful in, you should become a real student of. Start studying other DJs who are doing things you can't do or things you would like to add to your repertoire. Start studying. Start becoming cool with, with DJs from different aspects, people who don't have as many years in it as you, people who've been doing it a long time, because you can learn something from all of them and never stop learning. Like even right now, with all the years I have in it, I, I don't never get to a point where I feel like can't no DJ tell me nothing. Uh, yeah, I learned everything I need to learn. You look at people like Jazz Jeff once again; like he's still learning and innovating and all of that. And I'm not nearly where he is skill wise or uh, years in it so if he's like that what should I be doing I'd be arrogant to do anything else yeah facts yeah keeps hitting him on the head man but <laughs> I mean that, that's it you really gotta love you gotta really love yeah. what you what, what you wanna do it has to be a passion as it started with me with music is passion man so it's one of my passions to be able to to do it on the level that I'm doing it now and to actually be getting paid is, is something amazing but it's just if that's what you really feel like you really wanna do it and you feel it in your heart you gotta feel it in your soul because I feel it that way, and I always use my example on stuff like that that I feel, but just keep going. Like he said, man, reach out to other DJs. Go out to some of their performances. Even if you're not getting paid or whatever it is, go out and see see how they do, how they DJ, what do they do, ask questions. Yeah. Learn it, learn it, learn it, learn it. If that's what you really want to do, man, reach out. You reach out to me, you know, and um, I'll try to point you in the, in the best direction that I possibly can. But that's that's those are, like, the, the examples and the... That just uh, to be able to do that, man, uh, you got to really love it. Keep doing it. Keep studying, 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 looking up. There's a lot of stuff on YouTube right now that you can actually look up as not DJ. There's plenty of people out there that are doing stuff. And like you said, you got to be able to be teachable to not feel like you know it all. Yeah. You know, they can't nobody tell you nothing on how to Facts. do it. Because if, if you can't be like that, then, man, it's going to be hard for you to be successful. And you yeah. end up just not having a good show or a good gig, and then you're just going to give up. And become well-rounded skill-wise. A lot of y'all, if the sync button wasn't on these decks, mm-hmm. y'all wouldn't even be DJs no more because y'all don't really know how to beat match. Mm-hmm. And it, that that's the very basics of DJing. If you can't do that, technically you're not a DJ. Anybody in here could say they're a DJ without that aspect of it. I guess so, I'm not a DJ after all. Now. So, you know, I mean... That, that's a very key component. Like, at, at the bare minimum, you should be able to actually mix without all the little 
gadgets and gadgets and, and doodads. Like, go back and really, like, even if you can get access to, to wax and turntables, learn that stuff, too. Like, it's okay to, I'm going to do it off of my, my uh, iPad or whatever, but you don't want to have to do it off the iPad. And that's the difference. Like, I don't, I've never used a sync button, ever. And, and uh, I can move to, I can move from using my deck to using CDs to using turntables, and I can still work. A lot of y'all, if something happened to the sync button on your deck, you got to call somebody else. Yeah. Or are you hitting the space bar three times and hitting P? Like, come on, bro. Like, I think that's like a, it's something <laughs> that you touched on when you were talking about the advice you would give uh, when you said ask, ask there's a lot of that bro like people don't don't want to ask they're too prideful to be enough. yeah they're not humble enough yeah. to say hey bro you think how do you you know if you're especially in especially the young people. yeah it's, it's like nah <laughs> man like like it's okay to ask i ask and i'm i'm about to be 45 and i still ask questions i still i don't know everything and I, i'm like you like i i'll never know even with as long as i've been coaching baseball and softball i don't know everything bro I still ask. I still will see another coach what they do, and I'm like, damn, that's that's pretty smart. I'm gonna, you know, take a little bit of that, or I'm like, hey, what did you, what did you mean by, whatever X Y Z? I don't have a problem asking questions, um, yeah. and doing my own research. I think we get lazy because I know I did. I didn't know how to get the podcast on like Spotify and Apple. I didn't know how to do that, and all I had to really do is just Google hit, or go on YouTube. And how do I put it on Spotify? And man, it was right there. And I was like, I could have been done this, but because of me being lazy and procrastinating, right? Or hoping someone would tell me when I asked. And that's another thing, because you got some people that ain't going to help you, mm-hmm. even if you ask. But don't let that uh, deter you from continuing to ask somebody. Like, that That guy just might be a dick and, you know, be like, oh, no, I don't, you know, they want don't want to help. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of these younger people, the way their minds are set up by certain stuff is just out of whack, like, you ain't got no problem putting a pistol in somebody's face, but you can't go to that same dude and ask advice or, or ask for opportunity. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't get that. Yeah. That's, that's weird. And this whole thing of, of wanting to make it but not look like you had to do something to make it. Yeah. Like, it, you just got it like that. Like, that well, that, nice that mindset is is, is gotta destru- put in a, destructive. Gotta and put in work, and it's going to position you like an underachiever like that. Like, it's okay to, like people say, never let them see you sweat. It's okay for them to see you sweat a little bit. Hey, I had to put some effort in to get this feature. I had to put some effort in to put this show together. I had to put some effort in. And people, a lot of times, admire your effort. But people in a certain age range, it's like they want to look like people just came and picked them like like yeah, all, like yeah. they were sitting somewhere chilling and Jay-Z just landed his plane on their street and said, you look like a rapper, come with me. Like, that ain't... <laughs> yeah. I need you. You need to come with me. Uh, yeah. Man, well, I appreciate... Uh, I mean, we could literally sit here for hours and, and, and talk music, especially music, because there's so much that I feel that we didn't get to touch on, you know, but uh, because based uh, based off time and whatnot... Uh, shit, we might need to do a part two. Um, I'm down, I'm down yeah. for that. Uh, I think we need that. Uh, any last minute shout outs? Oh, oh, yeah. Hey, um, paper rock scissors for it. <laughs> man. Shout out, shout out, uh, Trinity Garden. Shout out to Northside, Big Northside. You know how we do it. Shout out to all the OGs that came before me. 
Um, shout out my brother DJ Young Sam, RIP to the homie uh, He Man Man. And one thing I want to get across to everybody that's out there in the in the um, in the same entertainment space that I am, get your fitness in order. Get your fitness in order. Between what happened with He Man, what happened with, with Big Pokey, and a couple of other situations I know about that I'm not gonna speak about. Like it's 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 time for us to realize this whole like trying to live the rock star life or whatever we want to call it, like that's gonna put us in a bad position. It, it's it's cool to have fun and go to the club and all of that, but when you're not eating right and you ain't doing no exercise and you're stressing all the time, that stuff add up to something. Man. And, yeah. and uh, I don't I don't want to hear about nobody else from my period in general, but especially from my city, I don't want to hear about nobody else dying in the club. I don't want to. I don't want that. Ain't that ain't the way it go? You're supposed to be surrounded by family when you leave here, not not surrounded by club patrons yeah. and Jeezy playing in the background. Yeah, like not we getting away from that. So yeah, I I I am push this to everybody. Get off them energy drinks and get on some fitness. <laughs> Straight up, man. Get you I some water. Drink. I drink one of these every day. Y'all don't know this, but prior to me having this bottle, I had a can of I had a can of Red Bull. I ain't gonna say who gave it to me, but uh, 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 DJ Obedient and he's last minute shout outs. Yeah. Subtle way of like you know. Shout out real quick, man. Just uh, to God first of all for being able to give me the opportunity and to be here today. Also, just want to shout out, man. Everybody that I come in contact, it's too many people, man, to really like yeah. shout out. Shout out. I don't want to leave nobody out, and I don't want to make feel somebody yeah. like that. There's more special than this, but. I really appreciate y'all that really follow me, my fans, man, everybody that really, you know, always booking me and there for me, man. I want to give y'all a shout out, man. Special shout out to y'all. And especially for those that I am their official DJ, like Teddy Tuesday, you know, Houston Whips, Extreme Marvel Performance, and TDM. And last but not least, man, shout out to my kids, man, all six of them. Woo! Bethel, Vanessa. Brielle, Adriel, Azra, <laughs> and Leah. I thought I had a lot. I had four. I thought I was doing something. Yeah, I, I, I gotta slide some people in. Shout out to my daughter. I ain't gonna say the name because you know I'm yeah. kind of protective of that, of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. Um, definitely shout out that damn Monty too, and shout out Jasmine Lewis, the actress. Man, she gave me an opportunity to be a part of her show. Okay. So uh, shout out to her as well. We're gonna be coming, going to Memphis next. Shout out to everybody in the M. Dope, dope. Yeah. Shout out to everybody, man. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to TDM Talk. Um, man, major shouts out again, like Obedience said, to God because he's given me a platform that we're able to um, bring you this type of content and speak on some real issues and, and, and just hip-hop and really just kind of talk, you know, and have conversations about things. It's not really a Q&A type of thing. Shout-out to Honor Brewery Podcast again for uh, having us here. And shout out to all you guys, man, that watch and subscribe and the views that we get, man. And thank you guys, man. Share it with somebody that, that you may know. Uh, keep pushing, man, because we really do this for y'all. We do this for the people. We do this for, for us. Support Mexicans in hip-hop. Yeah, Support yeah. Mexicans in Houston hip-hop. We coming up. We need their voices. One we Houston. need them. We, it's not an option. We need their voices. They are very much so. Like this is this is really Mexico, bro. Like on the cool. <laughs> so so yeah, that their voice is very much so important. So uh, import support them damn Mexicans 
and I support them damn Mexicans, and you should support them damn Mexicans because you can't function in Houston with at least one Mexican. <laughs> and we, make sure you follow these guys on our platform. We'll have the uh, in the description where you can go and follow them on, on IG, TikTok, and, and uh, all the other platforms that, uh, that they have as well. And again, man, thank you guys for tuning in, and we are Them Damn Mexicans.